1: that's hyperthetical. H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.
2: And so they were like, uh, so this is a play with music. They didn't want to call it a musical. They just said, it's a play with music. Mm. So just come prepared with your sides, but also with 16 bars of like a song that it can be, they want it to be upbeat, but they also, they were like, has a little bit of soul in it. Okay, Okay. so as someone who can hold a note, like I wouldn't call myself like, I don't be singing, but I'd be like singing.
3: Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a show where I speak to fellow actors about their journey and I make them share a couple bad audition stories with me. It's always a lot of fun. If you're not subscribed to the show already, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us some love in the form of stars or ratings or reviews or whatever it is that you're looking at on the platform you are listening on. Oh my goodness, what a, what a week it has been, huh? how about that election? <laughs> hey, we did good. We protected abortion rights. There was some major headway made. And, um, you know, lots of women, lots of women, our first Gen Z-er, Uh Some really great stuff was, was done. Um, so if you voted, congratulations, y'all did it. Um, keep up that fire, you know, just keep it up. I'm going to Harry Styles tonight. It's Wednesday uh, right now when I'm recording this intro, and um, I'm going to Harry Styles tonight. I am very excited, and I'm going to dance my little tush off, so woo, yay. (laughs) Today on the show, we have Renika Williams. You may know her from the hit HBO series, The Sex Lives with College Girls. Uh, We have a great time chatting, and um, yeah, so here's my talk with Renika and welcome to the show Ronika. Hey I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for have to have you here um it's such a pleasure to talk to you before we get to the newest and the latest and the greatest um I would like to take you back and ask you what got you started in this crazy industry like what made you decide I need to be an actor and never know where my next job is coming from that sounds great.
2: (laughs) Well, I think when I decided I wanted to be an actor, I didn't know that part of it (laughs) because I was really young. Um, I was in elementary school and I used to write skits for like my friends on the playground. And I used to like make that, like I would direct them. I would cast myself as the lead. And like everybody was performing for me at recess. And one day um, I just, I told my dad about one of my skits and he was like, you know, You know, you can do this for a job. I was like, what? Like, I was like, I I thought I was going to be a doctor. He was like, I mean, if you want to be a doctor, you can be a doctor, but you could be whoever you want to be. And I was like eight. And then that's when I was like, wait, I think I want to do this. So then I started to like audition for like community plays and like I would do like church plays. And then when I was in middle school, I auditioned to be uh, to go to the magnet art school. And that's when I got really serious. like I go like that's when you're like I know method now (laughs) exactly like (laughs) let's lay on the floor and breathe and cry like Mm. I was like
3: yes I was
2: very serious about it from a very young age I didn't know the like instability part I don't think until like high school because you know (laughs) when you like have those classes when the counselors are like take this quiz and they tell you like what you should do for a career, like whatever, something like that. And then when they when they said how many actors work versus how many actors there are in the world, I was like, "Whoa, this seems a little... You're like uh, unstable.
3: That doesn't uh, that doesn't align with what I'm looking at here. That's not in my right. notebook.
2: And trust, I have never agreed to any starving artist. Any, I was like, "No, I will eat." Yes. I will eat before I do anything else. Like So yeah, I didn't claim any of those types of things.
3: <laughs> Wowza. So you go to this magnet school, you're kind of like indoctrinated into the, the arts community. Um, And yeah. then do you go to college for this as well? Do you spend four years yeah. getting your degree?
2: Yeah, I went to Wright State University. It's in Ohio. I got my BFA in acting. And that was like a whole other level. You know, I did not have, much of a social life so when people are like oh my god you're on a show about college girls is it bringing back memories and I'm like nah like like, no I'm I'm actually finally creating
3: college memories
2: exactly parties I've been to on the show way <laughs> more than I went to an actual college this is amazing
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hysterical um so you go to college for it and then do you go to New York LA how do you kind of find your way into the professional side of the industry
2: I did a 10-month apprenticeship at Cincinnati Playhouse in the park Ooh. I was in six plays in Oof. 10 months It was crazy, but that's when I really learned, like, how a regional theater is ran. I got to be in a room with other professionals, and all of them were coming from New York and Chicago, like, that's Mm -hmm. where the casting was, and then I was like, hmm, I think I want to go to New York, which was, like, super random. My parents were very afraid. I think they thought I was going to, like, stay in Cincinnati, you know, and work here, work there, which is cool, like, that's cool for some people, but I was like, I want to go to New York. And I sold my car, and I did. And then two weeks later, I booked this show at the National Black Theater, and I got my actress equity card. So I got insurance and all the benefits and things, and everything kind of took off there for the theater side. Wow. It was pretty fast.
3: I mean, that's kind of unheard of to, like, book something that – especially theater. I feel like theater is even more competitive than film and TV right now because there is an endless amount that? of film and TV. But, like, you can only put up so much theater.
2: You can only put up so many parties. I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree. I'm really? going to disagree only because you can – in New York, I don't know about L.A., in New York, you don't need representation to audition for a play. Yeah. I think what gets in a lot of actors' way with TV and film is that they don't have reps yet. And yeah. so it's easy to be like, I'm going to audition for this off-Broadway play because they have open calls. If they had open calls for TV and film, I would have been on TV. Like, I, like-
3: <laughs> I get that. I get where you're coming from on that side. 100%. I still think theater. Maybe it's just because in L.A., I think in LA, people are making a lot of their own stuff all the time. Like, so many people are like busting out, you know, web series, short films, features. Like, so many people are busting it out out here. And I feel like in New York, you're probably making more theater, you're able to put on more shows. Yeah. So maybe it's just a disconnect there.
2: Every market, every market is different. I think you're right. I think I've heard that like you can, there are like short films galore in LA you know what I'm saying and so you can make your reel faster you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so I definitely I hear it but in New York I think the open calls for theaters like theater really helps like actors get their names out there and then get the representation that can like lead them to TV and film work
3: so is that what happened with you did you do that play and then you got into a good rep
2: yeah I mean well my, the biggest play that I feel like I was a part of was called All the Natalie Portman's. It's really great. Um, it's about a girl who has a really rough life in Southeast DC and, uh, but she's a movie buff and Natalie Portman is her favorite actress of all time. Oh
3: my God, I know so this. So
2: whenever she needs to escape from like the drama with her mom or like whatever, like it's cool she imagines that she's in scenes with Natalie Portman and that she like is encouraging her to keep going and navigating the things that she's navigating. Yes. And we had a wonderful actress who was a wonderful Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman could not see the show, but she tweeted us. <laughs> hey. Um, but yeah, that play is by the great C.A. Johnson. She's one of my good friends. But yeah, the show shut down when the world shut down on March 12th, 2020. And so I was like really hoping that somebody would see me. Like one of my reps, I mean, one of my friends, like castmates, reps would come and like see me because I had an agent, but I wasn't really happy with him. So when the world shut down, I was like, okay, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know how long this is going to work. Like, I don't know how long we're going to be in quarantine, um, so I took advantage of the fact that everybody was at home and I started reaching out to casting directors and like seasoned actors that I knew and like asking them to just hop on Zoom with me. Hmm. And I just started to create this list of agents and managers that it seems like everybody liked to work with. And, uh, my current manager was on that list and I basically pitched myself to her She basically told me that the only reason she opened the email is because we were all in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it worked out. And we hopped on a Facetime call, and like, I'd like to think she fell in love with me. And my my life literally changed. Like it was like crazy how fast it happened. Uh, Just when you have the right reps, like you actually, I I was auditioning regularly. You know, like on a weekly basis and before with my old agent god bless him but i had nine auditions total in 2019 for the whole year okay. and i was just not i was not okay with that so um yeah uh that's what happened was the world shut down and my manager wasn't doing anything and she paid attention to me
3: i <laughs> love that i mean you took your you took your destiny in your own hands and you said um this isn't good enough and i want more and yes. i want i yes. want to have more opportunity because for Listeners who don't know about the acting world, I mean, you, like you said earlier, you need reps for TV and film. You need people who are going to go to bat for you. And if you don't yeah. have that correct person behind you, then you don't have that advocate, essentially. you They're your advocate. They're yeah. the one who needs to be calling and saying, hey, do you want to see this person for this? And do you want, you know, right. she's really great. I think she's going to fit into here. I mean, you need that person who is like, your number one fan to be pushing for yeah
2: them. yeah I had this um uh, like this was years ago like maybe twenty eighteen and I uh, have you heard of one hundred one studios have you heard of them
3: it sounds familiar
2: they like hold classes with like casting directors and stuff so you can like mm-hmm. pay to like perform for them and then they'll give you feedback and there's like a Q and A at the end and I learned so much at this one with this one casting director. And uh, he, I basically asked him, I was like, so how much does my representation like matter? And he was like, okay, I don't know you and I don't know her. And he like points to this other girl. He was like, I know you're with, and he said the name. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and I know she's with, and he named like a higher agency. He was like, if I only have 50 slots, I'm gonna go with her over you mm-hmm. because I trust her representation. And to me, I was like, oh, this is a bigger deal than I feel like all my teachers in school made this, thing. you know, like, and I think yeah. that, you know, they don't want you to like, I think they just didn't want us to be hung up on finding agents, but they're like, no, just go to New York and like, try to work. And it's like, yeah, but a lot of that work is connected to who represents yeah. you. So I say go for it.
3: I love that. Yeah. Always go for it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
2: Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more? Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in... Produced by award-winning pros, from drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine.
1: And back to the show.
3: So you... you... Sign with this new manager, things start taking off, and I wonder how long into that was sex college life. I can't use words. The sex lives of college girls. (laughs)
2: Um. Okay. So actually, fun fact: sex lives of college girls was like one of the first five auditions she actually sent me, but I auditioned for. No, wait, wait, wait! I auditioned for another character. Mm. And they pinned me. That was my first time ever getting pinned. And they pinned me for like three weeks. And I was like, I hope I get it, I hope I get it. And then she was like, the yeah, you didn't get that one. And I was like, darn it. And that was August twenty twenty. Okay. But then the like the last two weeks of February twenty twenty one came around and she was like, Hey, do you remember that show called The Sex Lives of College Girls? And I was like, yeah why like I'm just like why and she was like well another role popped up like if you want to read for it and I was like okay whatever like I'm like I'm still mad like yeah you're like like, I'm
3: salty I don't know about this (laughs)
2: yeah yeah I'm like "Mm." um so I called my cousin because my cousin at the time was like my reader like all the time I was like hey can you like read this with me like it's that one it's the same show she's like oh my god I even want that show and I was like Calm down like they've already rejected me um but we're just gonna <laughs> read for this character named willow so you know i work on it for like a day and then we shot it and she was like you want to do it again and i was like no i thought that was funny and she was like we usually do this like five times like don't you want to do another take and i was like no i think it was funny and i don't think i could be any funnier than that and she was like okay whatever and then everything, like, moved really fast. Like, I had a callback. Did I have two callbacks? No, I had one callback. And then I had a chemistry read with Aaliyah Chanel Scott, which was, like, really fast. It was, like, mm. 10 minutes. Like, we were on Zoom. And it was, like, hey, hey, how you doing? Like, we talked. They gave me adjustments. They gave me a ton of adjustments. Mm. I-, I repeated them back to our showrunner, Justin Noble. I-, I think he gave me, like, seven. And he said it. He was, like, I have a lot of adjustments for you. But, like, let's see what you can do. And I repeated all of them back to him. I was like, those are it, right? And he was like, right. And then I did them. And he was like, that's all I need. Thanks. And then 20 minutes later, I got the call. And they were like, can you be here in 48 hours? And I was like, can I get my uh, vaccine first? Because I'm scheduled at CVS to get it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was really, it was so scary. Like. I thought I would have time like the other people they had a few months I had 48 hours to get to LA from New York and I like honestly I'm grateful for the experience though because it was so fast I didn't really have time to freak out like I didn't really freak out Mm -hmm. until we wrapped season one I was like what did I just do yeah so yeah,
3: that I mean, it is kind of a blessing, right? Like, if it goes that quickly, you don't have the time to, like, stress about, like, how it could change your life or, like, all the things that right. could happen if you got this role. Because I feel like that's, like, one of the hardest things to get past as an actor is when you're up yeah. for these bigger things. It's saying, like, making sure your brain isn't spiraling of, like, here's the what ifs that could happen if this yeah. happens. And that – yeah makes the rejection part of it so much worse
2: so be yeah. able, to be able yeah. to just
3: be like hey like you're it let's go
2: I mean amazing I was like let's do it so yeah and now we're here I and now we're a here. lot of time with season one trying not to freak out and then season two was really cool because I was like more relaxed and I knew people and I had time to prepare so it was cool
3: so are you going back and forth between L.A. And, and New York still, or did you move out to L.A.?
2: No, I'm going back and forth for now. I'm not, don't hate me, I'm not sold on L.A. yet. I get it.
3: There's a lot of driving <laughs> involved. Who wants to do that?
2: Yeah, and everything's really far away yeah, from Yeah, everything is
3: spread apart. It's so difficult yeah. to get around.
2: I wasn't ready for that. So <laughs> um, right now when they call me, I go.
3: I love that. And um, can you give us any hints into what's going to happen in season two? Actually, can you tell everybody about the show just in case they haven't seen it yet?
2: Oh, my God. You haven't watched the Sex Lives of College Girls? I mean,
3: <laughs> I have.
2: No, I understand. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I do understand. I know a lot of people who say, like, I've seen that. You know, like, I've seen that. It's on my list. But Sex Lives of College Girls follows four sweetmates, freshmen sweetmates, random they don't know each other they're all very different and they're all navigating their newfound independence as freshmen in college and as young women and I mm. think they're trying to discover who they are and who they want to be in this world. and I get to play one of their friends, Willow. I'm a sophomore, I'm a student athlete I play soccer and I think Willow is all about having a good time. So, yeah, it's really funny. Mindy Kaling is amazing. I've always been a fan of hers. And so to be able to work with her, it's been amazing. And, like, she loves to put women at the forefront of comedy because men have been leading the the pack when it comes to comedy for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But this show is like, no, girls can be really funny, too, and we can hold our own. So that's what I love most about the show, for sure.
3: And I love that it's about college because I feel like um, there's just Mm. not a lot of shows that cover that age range. Yeah, you're right. We're so used to, like, the high schoolers or, like, especially for women, it goes from, like, high school to mom. And there's, like, no in between. We just don't exist for, like, 15 years.
2: It's No, it's really, it's so true. Like, so it's nice to to have a college show where we can uh, do a little bit more. than they they would do in high school shows
3: for sure now before we get to um my standard question of auditions I've been asking another question um recently which I've I've really enjoyed and it's talking about your personal process because everybody has their own Mm -hmm. process of how you Mm -hmm. create a character how you break down a script do you have any any like things that you do with every single script or any I don't know little superstitions about how you break things down or how you do things in a certain order
2: hmm that's really interesting that you bring that up because I was literally just telling my partner I was like I don't feel like I have a process (laughs) and he was like yes you do you do have a process and I was like he was like you just you're learning how to articulate now he's different he has an MFA and I think all those MFA people just and sometimes I just think they're better at communicating and articulating certain things because, like, it was more specific. I'm like, oh, because you have a master's? Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, I, I've noticed, what I've noticed about myself is I'm a very physical actor. Mm. Like, I think I knew more about Willow when I when, uh, started to pay attention to how she walked. And like where I, where her center is, where she leads, like as an athlete, I don't know, like the walk was different for me. It was very slight. And what's funny is like, not everybody knows that, right? Like if you don't know me, you don't know, but my cousin called after watching the show, he was like, and even your walk was different. Like, Willow got a little flag to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, she hunches over a little bit more. I was like, oh, you notice that? You notice? He was like, yeah, because you're up here. You know, you're like, hey. But Willow, like, her, her, her like she with her legs up mm. a little wider. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that helps me. That always, that helps me with characters. But when it comes to auditioning and how fast it is, I use, um, have you ever heard of PDFs? what's it called, PDF, Mm, there's something that you can download on your iPad that Mm. I use, and I've been using it for a couple years, and it's an app, and, like, you can put your scripts on it, like, put your slides on it, and you can mark it, and if I, now, if I don't, if I don't mark out, like, okay, this is the shift that happens, this is the beat that happens, like, if I don't do that, I, I failed at the audition, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying, but my, my process for auditioning, I feel like, is slightly different than, um, a lot of people, because, uh, Bob Krakauer, have you ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's amazing, and when he, he changed my life, he literally was, like, uh, it's not about memorizing the lines, like, it's about, uh, knowing the story, so if you can tell me all the parts of this, like, this is what happens, then the lines just happen, so for me, that's what I start with, I start with knowing the story, and, like, figuring out where the character sits in my body, and then I can do it.
3: I love that. Um, <laughs> all right. Here we are. We've arrived. Uh, so on this show, we like to share audition stories. And those can <laughs> be um, embarrassing ones. They can be funny ones. They can be the one that got away, the most heartbreaking one, whichever you would like to share. Do you have a story that you would like to share with the listeners?
2: I do. Uh, wait, you said – do you want me to share what it was or no?
3: You can. I or can't. I mean, if you're comfortable saying it, go for it.
2: Okay. No one's going to know this, though. Okay. So this was like years ago. It was like one of my first auditions in New York. And it was for Baltimore Center Stage. Okay. They were doing their own remix of Alice in Wonderland. Ooh. Now, I played Alice before, so I thought I had this shit in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) And so they were like, uh, so this is a play with music. They didn't want to call it a musical. They just said, it's a play with music, Mm. so just come prepared with your sides, but also with 16 bars of, like, a song that it can be they wanted to be upbeat, but they also, they were like, has a little bit of soul in it. Okay. okay. So as someone who can hold a note, like I wouldn't call myself like, I don't be singing, but I'd be like, singing. you know yeah. what I'm saying?
3: You're like, you're but like actor like, singing, okay. right? It's like you can, yeah. you can pull off the Renee Zellweger, but you're not going to go off and be Kristen
2: Chenoweth. Like, Except, there it is. There it is. So I had my book from college, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So that song by this Diana Ross and the Supremes, "You Can't Hurry Love," I had oh, the perfect yes. sixteen bars. I knew it, yeah, like the back of my hand, and like it sat in this really nice place in my voice. And you know, you know, I mean, no shade to Diana, but she wasn't a She's not a Aretha. So right. like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I did it. Gonna, it's over. The director goes, "Wow, that was really nice." I love the work that you did in the scene and in the song. So let's just play a little bit. Instantly, I was like,
0: "Uh
3: oh!"
2: <laughs> like, what was what was about to play with? I said, "Do you want to play with the scenes or do you want to play with the song?" And then he was like, "I want to play with the song because I think you got the scenes." Ah. And then the, the then this music director comes <laughs> over and he sits at the piano. He's like, let's do this as if." This is a hymn in church. <clears throat> now listen, my father is a minister, but I don't like singing in nobody's choir. I don't sound, you know. I'm not going to move n- nobody by the spirit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he was like, "So let's slow it down." And he said, "Let's go." gay okay, hurryin' love, no. And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try to." I'm going to try to slow it. And they want, he was like, he stopped. He goes, no, no, like you're in church. I was like, I'm telling you, I can't do it. He was like, any riffs or runs? Okay, I can't do riffs or runs. I can sing what's <laughs> on the page. Yeah. Those are not on the page. And needless to say, I didn't get that part. Oh, actually wow. never got called in for a play with music ever again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're like, if it says play with
2: music, I'm good. No, I can't even do it. I feel like Kelsey and company didn't invite me back to audition for like another three years. No lie. Like, <laughs> they were like, we don't know what she was thinking. We're like, we don't know what happened in that
3: room, but not again.
2: No, no. Nope. Nope. Oh. So, anytime now anybody wants me to sing, I'll be like, nah, son. Nah, <laughs> we're good. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! I love that story. That is so good. Oh my god, um, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. Uh, what is up next for you? What do you got cooking up?
2: Oh my goodness! So, the Sex Lives of College Girls season two comes out November seventeenth. But also, ooh. if you're a fan of New Amsterdam on NBC, you could catch me on November sixth i'm really part to be a part of this show now uh it's their final season so it feels really cool that i got in there after six auditions i uh, yeah, the past girl. three years like finally Ooh. landed one so uh november 16th and 17th are big days for me so
3: yeah I we love actually have
2: a sex life as college girl
3: <laughs> and where can people follow you on the social medias to stay up to date with all the things that you're doing
2: they can follow me on Instagram at underscore Renika Danielle.
3: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your afternoon with me. It was such a pleasure talking to you.
2: I had so much fun. Thanks for having me.
3: Thanks again to Renika for coming on the show and hanging out with me. If you're not watching The Sex Life of College Girls on HBO Max, what the heck are you doing? Go uh go watch it now. <laughs> uh tune in next week i'll have chloe wyatt taylor on the show and until then i hope you all have a beautiful and safe weekend and as always thanks for coming in
1: have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered but wait could any of this really happen and will i live long enough to see it That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what if questions about the future, like what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hyperthetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.